Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenway opens up our new series, Stretch, talking about how we can learn to stretch our faith. Dallas talks about how our faith grows through hard circumstances and taking steps towards God. We look at Romans 6, verses 1 through 4, and how Jesus has called us to walk in freedom from sin. We can stretch our faith by fleeing from sin and finding freedom with Jesus. We hope you enjoy this message. Uh, well, we are back. We are starting a brand new series. It's only going to be a three-weeker, so it's kind of short. And uh, then we'll start something new in November. But the series is called Stretch. And so we were stretching this morning. You are actually going to need that uh, that flexibility. You're going to need that good stretch, right, JJ? So that you can dance in just a second, so you can do uh, a little workout. So we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get to that in a second. But this series is uh, called Stretch, and it is about uh, how our faith is stretched. And some of that is is uh, what God does uh, just on his own, whether we're ready for it or not. He tends to uh, give us moments or seasons where our faith can be stretched and our relationship with him can grow. Uh, but I also think that there's part of it that if we are moving towards God, that he's going to, uh, in, in our actions, do something in there to, to stretch our faith and, again, build our relationship with him. So we're going to talk about uh, those kinds of things over these next few weeks. Before we do this video, I want, I want to let you, like, stress, I want to stress for you the importance a little bit of, uh, of stretching, okay, of physically stretching, okay, not, not your faith yet, but of physically stretching. Remember, uh, we talked a little bit earlier, I hinted at this, but actually, if you are experiencing gas pain, you really can stretch and uh, help alleviate some of that, okay? Has anybody ever laid on the floor and you've done this thing? You've done the little bicycle uh, kick thing with your legs? I know that some of you have, right? So stretching can help with gas. Thank you for raising your hand. I I saw that hand. Uh, It can help with gas. It can also help with your posture. Do you guys know that? If your parents have been like, stop playing video games and be on the computer like this, right? You're gonna, it's gonna be bad for your posture. You need to straighten up your back, straighten up, like lift up your neck, ugh, right? Like just have straight posture uh, while you sit and while you stand, while you walk around. I mean, people, you really can get stuck like this, I think. Uh, but stretching can help with that. I think Brentley might have some stretching uh, maneuvers from her chiropractor that uh, may help with that. Stretching can also help if you have a headache, right? Have you ever had a headache and you just kind of get up, move around, you work on getting some blood flow uh, to your head, and it can, it can help alleviate, alleviate your headaches a little bit, right? So stretching, yes, it helps with flexibility, like your physical flexibility, but there's also more benefits than you even realize, and you don't really realize all the benefits of stretching until you actually make stretching like a regular part of, uh, a lot of times it's, it's helpful to even stretch like once a day, right? And especially to stretch before like you do some kind of crazy activity, like be a bro Lorena or, uh, you know, compete in like a soccer game or something. But you, you don't realize the benefits until you actually start to step in and make that a habit or commit to stretching. And in some ways, this is what our our faith is like, right? So with those ideas turning in your mind, I do want you to stand up and attempt to do these uh, exercises that you're about to see. Just a fun little video this morning. Uh, You are stretched for it. You're ready for it. You've been thinking about stretching so your brain can comprehend these moves. So here we go, guys. A little running in place. It's church aerobics. He's parting the waters there. So turn around and run away at Sodom and Gomorrah. No, if you're, do not look back or this will happen to you. Right. Left. Keep on right. Left. And 
Picking the fruit. Some leg motions. Living water break, guys. It's almost as important as stretching. Push the... This one's fun. <laughs> Look at this guy baptizing himself. Can you baptize yourself? A resurrection. If you're a beginner, wait three days, he said. <laughs> He's a, he must be a beginner. He's waiting three days. All right, you guys can have a seat. Well, if you're a beginner, you got to wait three days to get back up, Missy. All right, get back up in your seat. That's just a fun little thing. You might even get a, a Bible lesson. Some of you guys are like, what are the pillars? Why are we parting the Red Sea? Man, we got, we got a lot to talk about then, right? That's just a funny, silly little thing. And maybe you needed a stretch before you did some of those intense workouts, right? So uh, in some ways, stretching, becoming more flexible uh, is a little bit like our faith, right? It's a little bit like our faith where, uh, where God uses things in our life or sometimes he invites us into things that they may be hard, they may be uh, painful, it may require you to uh, do things in your life a little differently, maybe order, reorder things in life. Uh, it may cost you something, but in the end, it's, it's going to be worth it, right? You're going to find uh, that your, your trust in God is a little different, that the way you talk to God is a little different, that how you treat other people is a little bit different. And in the same way that stretching your body affects way more than we realize, uh, when we step into these moments for God to stretch our faith, it's a much bigger deal than we realize, and it oftentimes starts with, with very simple things, right? So if I ask you this question about your body, right, here's, here's the question. On a scale of, like, silly putty to this mic stand, right, how flexible are you? How many of you are more like the mic stand when it comes to your, your bodily flexibility, right? Some of you, thank you for raising your hands and being honest. That means, like, you, there's not a chance you're going to touch your toes, right? You're super stiff. How many of you would say you're more like silly putty, like I'm super flexible, I might as well be a dancer or a gymnast? Nice. Yeah, so you're flexible, like you got no problems right now. You don't even need to stretch most of the time, right? You just get into it. Uh, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, right? As I get older, I get more and more stiff. I think that that's kind of a natural thing that happens. Uh, but what, what about when it comes to your faith? So that's a question about your bodily flexibility, right? Uh, but what about your faith? How would you describe your faith? Is it, is it more kind of stiff like this microphone? Or is it like flexible? Like, man, I'm just in a good season of life right now. I'm having a, a good relationship with God. Like, I feel like that's really strong. Uh, my friendships or my community, like how would you describe the flexibility of your faith? If there's one thing that, uh, or not just one thing, but this is one of the many things that I hope by the time you leave middle school that you start to understand is that our, our faith as Christians, this life that we're called into to follow Jesus is meant to look different than those who do not follow Jesus. Like our lives, our day-to-day -day rhythms, our day-to-day -day patterns, the things that we hold as most dear and important uh, Obviously, the one that we worship, the, the one and the things that we build our life around is meant to be different than those who do not uh, follow Jesus, those who have not submitted themselves to Christ, right? It's meant to live different. And, and one of the ways that God 
that God stretches our faith is by inviting us into different ways of life, right? There's kind of two big ways that come to mind when it comes to how does God stretch our faith? How does he grow it? One of them is that he kind of brings it on himself, right? And sometimes it's that he allows things to happen in our lives. Sometimes it's actually him orchestrating, bringing those things into our life. So the book of James actually calls this trials and tests that God uses in our lives to make us more perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. Kind of interesting that he talks about it that way, right? But that God brings in or that he allows trials and tests in our life to essentially stretch us and stretch our faith. And in some ways, you could kind of say that this whole COVID pandemic that even throw in all the political junk that we're going through and all the things that are going on in our world, that God, maybe he's brought some of it in, but he's definitely allowed it to happen, right? And I think that in a lot of ways, he's wanting to use those things, even the big crazy things where people are losing their lives and going out of control. Yeah, I think God can even work in those crazy times. And part of what he wants to do in those times is to stretch our faith. And so maybe you experienced this in the pandemic where you're getting up in the morning and you're hearing the latest thing on the news and it's only like making you more anxious, restless, concerned. You're concerned for yourself. You're concerned for family members who, you know, they're, they're more likely to get the virus and maybe suffer serious consequences from it. Like th- there's all these things that you can be concerned about that you can p- put your attention on. But every time that that's happening, you know what it, it's an opportunity to do? Instead of trusting the information that the world's giving you, instead of trusting just trust your gut or trust your, your family's gut or whatever, it's a moment to trust God. And anytime you have a moment, which is pretty much all the time, anytime you have a moment to either trust the wisdom of the world or your own wisdom or just something that somebody's telling you versus trusting God, that's a moment where your faith can be stretched. And I think that God's using this crazy time of 2020 that we're in to stretch our faith. So one way that God stretches our faith is he brings it on himself or he allows it to happen and he works through it. The other way is what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks, which is God's inviting us into a way of life. He's inviting us into a rhythm of life where all along the way he's stretching us. And so, yes, it's the simple things of he's inviting us into scripture reading and he's inviting us into prayer. But it's also the more difficult things of forgiving other people, of actually loving people well, of fleeing from sin, which is what we're about to read about in the book of Romans. And that as you step into these ways of life, these ways of living that God has called us into, that it may be hard, again, it may be difficult, it may be painful, it may require you to give something up or to change uh, how your friendships look. Yeah, some of these things may be true, but that all along the way, God's going to meet you there and he's going to be using those, those moments of, call them commitment or God, I'm with you. And he's going to use those things to stretch and grow your faith. So turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 6 if you have them. It's going to appear up on the screen too. But one of the guys who experienced this kind of life change, who had a moment where there was no going back, he was living one way, and then he, he, he could not deny that Jesus was really who he said he was, and so he had to live differently than he was before and live differently than those around us. One of those guys, maybe one of the biggest and greatest examples in the scriptures is Paul, right? Paul literally went from being a guy who his way of life, his main goal or mission in life, it seemed, was to eliminate Christians. And maybe he was doing it in in some ways with 
I don't know if you can call them good motives, but he was doing it so because he felt like the only way, the one true way, was to live as a Jewish uh, person and, and live in submission to God based on what Jewish law said and all those things, right? That was kind of his, his motivating factor behind it. But the way he did it was, he believed, was to kill Christians. And so he literally went from on a mission, on a trip to go kill or imprison Christians, and Jesus showed up in a miraculous way and changed his life. And Paul could not deny that Jesus really was the Son of God. And in a moment, he went from living completely, uh, went from living completely against God to living completely for Him. And there was no going back or turning back. And Paul encountered plenty of opposition. He was shipwrecked multiple times. He was uh, bitten by snakes. He was beaten up, beaten even into the point of death, just about. But God was with was with him all along the way. And as he continued to just walk where he felt like God was leading him, God was stretching and growing his faith. And one of the the places maybe that is the most difficult, but maybe the most important area in in our life that we ought to look different from the world is in how we deal with our sin and how we deal with our sin. And I don't know why this has stuck with me forever. I, guess, I think because it's super easy and my brain's pretty simple and easy. But when I, when I was not in a first grade class, but leading a first grade class with FG Kids, we talked about sin, and this is the definition that we used, that sin is anything that breaks God's heart or breaks God's law. And that just like short, simple, easy, sweet way of defining sin has stuck with me. And that's what sin is. It's, it's, it's the moments where we say, hey, I understand that that's, that's what God is calling me to do, but I got my own way. Or, but the world is living like this and it looks more fun. It's anytime we turn our back on the ways of God and go in the opposite direction, right? And a lot of times, you know, we think about sin as Christians and, and, and we say, well, but Jesus died on the cross for that. There's no, there's no real consequences anymore. And so I can kind of live how I want because Jesus has already forgiven it, right? No, that's not at all how it's supposed to go. But when we think that way, a lot of times our life continues to look like the rest of the world, where we continue to lie and cheat and steal or just do the same things that the world does. And we don't even think about asking for forgiveness for it anymore because, well, didn't Jesus forgive us at the cross? But if our lives are meant to look different and they're meant to look different when it comes to our sin, then there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a different way. And there is. There's a different way of handling our sin that God has called us to. And when we handle our sin this way, he will stretch our faith. He will grow our faith. He will show himself to be faithful when we deal with sin the way that God has called us to. So how has he called us to deal with sin? It's definitely not by abusing his grace, as Paul talks about here in Romans chapter 6. Here's what Paul says. He's talking to people who would have been dealing with similar questions or similar issues that we are when it comes to our sin. Paul says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all, uh, that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So what's he saying? Hey, should we keep on sinning? so that God's grace may abound? I mean, isn't it like Jesus forgave our sin, and so every time we sin, isn't it a moment to put his grace and forgiveness on display? Well, in 
in a weird way, I guess you're right, but Jesus didn't die so that you and I would keep on sinning. He died to invite us into what Paul calls in verse 4, this newness of life. He died, yes, so that one day we'd be able to live with him in paradise, right? We'd be able to be with God face to face. But he also died so that right now we would live in newness of life today. And so when we sin, what's Paul talking about? When we sin, it's an opportunity to walk in the newness of life and either go to God for forgiveness, right? There still is a call for us to ask for forgiveness, for us to confess our sins. Uh, But it's also when we encounter sin, here's what it's also an opportunity to do, is part of this newness of life when we encounter sin is now to flee from sin, to run from sin to fight against sin, to put up barriers, to do all that you can as brothers and sisters in Christ to fight sin together. Part of what it looks like to live in this newness of life as Christians is fighting against sin. Not just keep it on sinning so that grace may abound. That's not the life that we're called to. We're called to push back against it. And that as we do it, as hard as it might be, as much as it might mean giving up certain things in life, as much as as it might mean turning off devices after a certain hour in your house, as, as hard as it might be, as difficult as it might be, that on the other side, as God uses those those moments to stretch your faith and your relationship with Him, that it's worth it. It's worth it. So how are you doing in your fight with sin? Are you do you feel stuck? I know that somebody in this room, there's, there's sin in your life that you've just been dealing with for, for days or weeks or months, and you just feel stuck. And maybe you're thinking, well, maybe this is just how it's supposed to be. Maybe this is just what it's going to be for the rest of my life, that I'm just going to deal with this thing forever and ever until one day I do die and I'm with Jesus. But he's invited you into another way. He's invited you into a better way. He's invited you to experience this newness of life. So do you feel stuck? There's, there's a way out. Maybe for you, you just have kind of become apathetic about your sin, right? You're just like, well, I mean, yeah, it happens, but don't, I mean, we all sin, right? That's not what we're called to either. That's not the newness of life. It's not pushing back against, it's not fighting, it's not make, putting barriers between you and sin. It's, you're just apathetic about it. You're like, eh, whatever. It's not what God's called us to either. The life that he's called us to, this newness of life, is one that pushes back, fights, flees, runs from sin. And that's a way to put God on display. That's a way that God's going to stretch your faith. Here's a few more as you guys are thinking over the next few weeks. I want to just challenge you. Maybe there's one thing. Maybe, maybe for you, uh, there's not an immediate like, oh, yeah, sin really sticks out to me. But maybe these are some other areas where as you think about your life, you think about uh, your, your current walk with God, maybe these are some areas where your faith needs to be stretched. So could be dealing with sin, but it might be that first one of just following Jesus to begin with. Like maybe, maybe it's been over the last few weeks or something in JJ's message last week, I heard that he did really well. Um, I don't know what it might be, but there might be some place in you where you just feel like God's pulling, he's tugging, he's knocking. And, and you, you know, maybe similar to what we're talking about with the sin, you know that if I follow God, that means I have to give this up. Or that might mean that I have to change uh, what this relationship looks like. Or, or that might mean I have to stop doing this or watching this. And, and maybe. But I, I tell you right now, it's worth it. It's worth it. 
So maybe for you, it's just to answer the call to follow Jesus in the first place. Maybe for you, a step you can take towards God, an area where he wants to stretch your faith, is in how you love other people, right? How you love other people. So maybe you realize the relationship I have with my brother and, or sister is pretty terrible, and part of that is on you. How might that look different? Or with your parents or with one of your friends right now, maybe you need to extend a hand of forgiveness. One of those things is loving God. Is that an area where God wants to, to stretch you, to grow you? And it might be in something simple like Bible reading or prayer, right? Could be something like that. And then the last one, this is a season I feel like so many of you guys are in and you just need permission to start stepping into it and it's asking questions. We've talked about this in here before, but many of you have grown up in the church. You've heard about Jesus your whole life. You've, you've been coming every, pretty much every Sunday that your parents bring you, right? And And You've done it, and so there must be something important about it because your parents have put so much effort into it, but you haven't taken a moment to think, why does this matter to me? What, is, what's, what, what does Jesus have to do with my life? What does he want with my life? And now may be the time for you to start asking questions about that. And so it could be in your small group. It could be in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me or with Brentley or, or Nathan or somebody else. But Ask the questions that have been on your mind, and in the midst of your question asking and answer seeking, God's going to meet you there and stretch your faith. So there could be plenty of other areas, but just like stretching so that your body becomes more and more flexible, right? The more you do it, the better you feel, or the more flexible you become, the more able to play a soccer game, right, or throw a football, you, you can actually do it pain-free, in a lot of ways, the more you step into these things, you're going to find that life with God becomes a little more natural and normal, and your rhythms change, and what used to be really hard or what you used to not understand becomes a little bit easier, a little more understandable. So maybe consider over the next few weeks, what are some ways that you can move towards God and ask Him to meet you there and stretch your faith? Let me pray for us. God, thank you for not just leaving us how you have found us. Thank you for using uh, even crazy times like 2020 to stretch our faith and to move us, move us forward and to grow, grow our relationship with you. Thank you for giving us moments where we, can, where we can trust you, where we can lean in and we can see that you are trustworthy and faithful. Father, I pray that as we consider what, what's our move, what, in what ways do we need to step out, would you, would you just give us clarity? If it is on an issue of sin, or if it is in how we're loving you or loving others, or whatever it might be, help us to see clearly where you're calling us to step in to this newness of life. And we pray that you would meet us there and stretch our faith. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.